Hello and welcome to the Luxembourg History Podcast. My name is Tom Tutton and I'm your host for our second series. Today we're starting a new double header on the history of transport in Luxembourg, focusing on air travel. We'll discuss the expansion of Luxembourg's airport, cover the rise of cargo lux, and tell the tragic tale of Luxembourg's worst ever plane crashes. To begin then, let's hear about the rise of Luxembourg's airport from a little grass strip to a significant hub for European passengers and cargo. Luxembourg's first real airport was founded in 1936 in Sandweiler, on the site that today houses technical control. There was a permanent runway, a clubhouse, hangars, and the Luxembourg Listener, a unique airplane which flew music tapes and records in for RTL Radio from London. It was the end of the Second World War, however, which marked the beginning of Findel Airport and that of Luxembourg Airlines, founded in 1948. The airline only had three aircraft at the start, flying to Zurich, Frankfurt and London. Cargo made up the lion's share of these flights. In 1961, the airline was renamed to Luxair. The first regular flight to Paris was conducted in March of 1962 with a Fokker F-27. The idea behind forming a national airline was actually a political motivation. It was around this time that the decision was made for European institutions to establish themselves in Luxembourg, Brussels and Strasbourg. The main argument against basing institutions in Luxembourg had always been, well, how are we supposed to even get there? Thus, the transport minister came up with the idea of a national airline, and even today the Luxembourgish state is a major stakeholder in Luxair. Later on, the airline developed its holiday offerings. From 1967, the first flight with tourists on board took off to Palma de Mallorca. Thanks to new and efficient aircraft, the company was able to expand its Luxair tours and holiday offers, and in 1975, Findel saw a modern terminal under construction, which was only replaced about 10 years ago. In 1985, the supersonic Concorde stopped by in Luxembourg for a PR stunt. This plane, you might remember, could fly so fast that if you took off in Paris at noon due to time difference, you'd arrive in New York in the morning that same day. For its takeoff, the Concorde required much of the airport's runway, which was fortunately one of the longest in Europe. Its length is in part due to Findel's status as one of the select few European NATO airports. Training flights by the radar surveillance group AWACS are a frequent reminder of that matter. In case of a crisis, Luxembourg is obliged to make its airport available to the international allied community. And Luxembourg further benefits from the NATO kerosene pipeline, which stretches underground around Europe to numerous major airports, including Findel. But Luxair is not the only airline flying from Findel, of course. It's also the base of Europe's largest cargo airline, Cargo Lux. After several months of discussions, Cargo Lux was founded on the 4th of March 1970. With one aircraft and a total of four employees and two crews, the airline set up its office on the first floor of a building on Avenue de la Liberté. It received its air operator certificate on the 10th of May of that year, and the next day it took off from Stockholm to JFK to pick up iceberg lettuce and strawberries, a historic first flight. At the end of that same year, a regular service to Hong Kong was introduced. Business at the time was tough for Cargo Lux. Planes would take off, but no return cargo had been booked. Sales teams had many sleepless nights trying to find new business opportunities, even having to fly aircraft to other places to pick up items before returning to Luxembourg. This was also when the company's motto, you name it, we fly it, came about. 
From street lampposts to Saudi Arabia, an urgent shipment of beer to Hong Kong, marble fireplaces to the Persian Gulf, or shipments of expensive suitcases to Japan, the CL44 enabled the company to expand its operations and gain new customers around the world. Tragically, though, on the 2nd of December 1970, Cargo Lux lost one of its aircraft in Dhaka, in what was still known as East Pakistan, while operating an international Red Cross relief airlift for the victims of recent floodings. The accident claimed the lives of four crew members and four people on the ground. Over the next few years, Cargo Lux started to expand significantly, signing a contract for the construction of a new hangar and head office complex at Luxembourg Airport, which was inaugurated in 1975. In 1977, Cargo Lux purchased a jumbo jet, the Boeing 747-200. It was the first cargo airline in Europe to operate such an aircraft, and competitors were shocked by the fact that a European cargo company dared to even buy such a big plane. This tremendous increase in capacity, however, meant that not only more cargo could be flown, but the plane could also go further than their previous models. It would lead to a turnover increase of 24%. After 10 years of rapid growth and expansion, though, Cargolux was hit by a slumping economy in the 1980s. It was forced to lay off a third of its employees and almost filed for bankruptcy, but just about managed to survive. And a big factor influencing the company's return to profitability was leasing an additional 747 from Boeing and flying it from various African countries to Saudi Arabia for their annual Hajj pilgrimage. This project ended up being so successful that Cargolux kept the practice going for several years, increasing the number of aircraft available. It was also in 1983 that Cargo Lux expanded business in North America, flying to San Francisco, Seattle and New York. What was being shipped? Well, tuna fish, live ostriches, computers, printers and drilling pipes, among much more. Business grew and Cargo Lux purchased three more 747s in 1986, registering $11 million in profit that year. Curiously, in 1987, Cargo Lux decided to launch a part-passenger joint venture with Luxair, baptising the airline Lion Air and operating passenger services from London, Stansted and Manchester to Florida and the Caribbean. Passengers sat on the upper deck while the lower belly remained a cargo hold. But despite a successful start, operations stopped in the early 1990s. In 1990, the airline acquired a new generation of 747s, namely the 747-400F, which had an increased range of 1,852 kilometres, was 18% more fuel efficient and carried an additional 21 tonnes of payload. This meant that the airline could now connect Luxembourg with the western United States without a refuelling stop. Entering the 21st century, Cargolux ordered more 747-400Fs and gradually began phasing out older aircraft. The attacks on the Twin Towers in New York on the 11th of September 2001 had a drastic effect on the airline industry, but cargo demand would always keep increasing, especially in the soon-to-come age of online shopping. And today, Cargo Lux remains one of the Grand Duchy's biggest employers. If you've ever crossed the Luxembourg-France border by car, chances are you've seen the 285-metre-tall freestanding steel framework radio and television transmission tower. It was completed in 1957 and remains in use today. But the tower became the unlikely scene of an aviation disaster on the 31st of July 1981. A Belgian Mirage 3 military aircraft crashed into the tower at mid-height, tearing down its upper part. The pilot did not survive the crash. Debris also fell on a nearby house and tragically killed the couple that lived there. 
A group of 65 schoolchildren and 10 tutors who were having a picnic in a forest close to the tower when the incident occurred fortunately escaped unharmed. Now, the puzzling circumstances surrounding this crash led to numerous rumours and conspiracy theories. The most common unofficial theory was that the pilot had crashed into the tower on purpose to take his own life. Proponents of this version argued that the pilot could have used his ejection seat to save himself before the impact. They also drew attention to the fact that the tower was impossible to overlook because it was equipped with warning lights. Findle Airport's air traffic control tower, the argument goes, must also have warned the pilot when he approached Luxembourgish airspace without permission. Some websites cite anonymous sources who allegedly claim that the official version of the Belgian plane crashing into the antenna was a cover-up. Proponents of this theory argued that aliens had targeted the tower and struck it down with a missile to prevent humanity from developing powerful communication methods. We'll refrain from commenting on that one. But this was far from the only deadly incident to occur in the Grand Duchy's airspace. On the 29th of September 1982, Aeroflot Flight 343 was scheduled to have a first stopover at Findel Airport before continuing its journey to one of Peru's main international airports. 66 passengers and 11 crew members were on board when the aircraft had technical difficulties as it approached the landing strip. The thrust reversers were released at an altitude of just 5 metres above the ground, at a speed of 278 kilometres per hour. The plane immediately started veering to the right, and the pilots did not manage to realign the aircraft. As a result, it continued to veer further to the right and was unable to stop. One of the plane's wings hit a water tower and a fence before plowing through a small forest and eventually falling into a small ravine, with seven people losing their lives. Luxembourg's deadliest aviation disaster, however, took place on the 6th of November 2002. Luxair Flight 9642 was an international passenger flight from Berlin to Findel Airport. The plane crashed while on final approach to Luxembourg Airport in extremely foggy conditions. It landed two nautical miles short of the runway and 20 out of 22 passengers and the crew lost their lives. Luxembourgish artist Michael Majerus was among the victims. An investigation into the cause of the crash found that a series of non-standard actions had led the plane to lose airspeed due to the accidental selection of the propellers into reverse pitch, which is only used to slow down an aircraft that has already touched down. This loss of airspeed was the reason why the plane landed short of the runway. The investigation also found that a safety recommendation made by the manufacturer had not been implemented. The captain, three former Luxair executives and three mechanics faced charges of negligence and involuntary manslaughter, but the court later acquitted the executives, while the others were sentenced to suspended prison sentences and fines. That's all we've got for today. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next episode of the Luxembourg History Podcast. This episode was based on articles by Josh Udendijk, script adaptation and hosting by Thomas Tutton, and brought to you by RTL Today.